Aha. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, mm. the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Always gets it right. That dude. He's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. We need a name pro. It's like Don Pardo, but he's a, he's a pro. It's like Bill Curtis. Bill no. Curtis, yeah. Yeah. So what's up, gentlemen? Well, um, quick apology for last episode when there was a massive delay, increasingly large yeah. increasingly sized well, yeah. delay yeah. no again farther and farther away it was yeah. growing it was growing um, and by the end it was like 10 inches away yeah it's <laughs> it, it was a grower not a shower of a delay of a delay yeah cuz we didn't notice it at first no, no it was fine no and by the end it was just like yeah. there weird. were these pacific stretches of silence yeah. and we no. thought is Noah thinking yeah um but it was a great guest. Yeah. It was I, still, and it still was a good show. It was a good show. Well, it hung yeah. together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's funny. Anyway. There's some kind of conference, sobriety conference, right now, today, maybe really? somewhere that he was speaking at. Really? Oh, a bunch right. of heavy hitters yeah. were speaking at. I think. Yeah. Was it uh, a? It wasn't a refuge conference. It was no. A all around. I can't remember. A five tool conference. Maybe it was. It was. I thought. It, I don't know, man. But it seemed like a lot of heavy hitters in my Facebook feed from the recovery, various recovery things that I follow. We're all coming to some conference today. Hmm. And Noah was a speaker along with a lot of other people that seemed that they have something going on. And the moral of the story is we are so not heavy hitters (laughs) at all. That's a good point. Uh, Yeah. Or... But yeah, now that it's happening, I'm like, oh, maybe it was a road trip opportunity that we missed, but whatever. Okay. You know where it was? No. No. Yeah. I got it. I should but the heavy hitters yeah. come to us. Yes. <laughs> no, but a few guys, yeah, I think we had a few on our show. Yeah, we've had heavy hitters yeah. on the show. Yeah. Are you, you kidding? Have. Yeah, it was like, oh, familiar faces. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not putting our show down, people. No. 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 That's good. We don't have to do that, Jeff. <laughs> uh, and speaking of which, we okay. have... Uh, we have Three guests on the docket. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Rhea Buckner's coming up, uh, who's an author who wrote a memoir uh, about her, you know, a recovery mm-hmm. memoir. Yep. Um, um, who's after that? Scott Pallara, um, who is a rehab reform advocate. I'm excited um, for which, him. Which, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to I know. see yeah. what dude has to say He's about basically, it. he's like, the, the rehab industry is... Despicable is his view on life, correct? I think he's pretty not into it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not that there's probably not really good rehabs out there, but there's a lot of bad ones too. There yeah. are. Well, it's unregulated, is the problem. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I mean, it, the, and my challenge has always been if I'm going to get behind one, I have to vet it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I can't just. Oh my God, how have we not figured this out? How have we not Check gone to in? rehab? 
that's, gone to a rehab. Yeah, You're right. Like, that's a good point. How have we not done three days at a rehab just to check it out? The vet. You know, so I got to tell you, uh, yeah, I just texted Chris live on the air because he had texted me saying, are we on? Oh. I just texted him and said, nah, brah, fuck, fuck that shit. Uh, um. But yet here we are. So, yeah, I'm, I, my well is poisoned. With I, rehab. I had, yeah, I had a wonderful rehab experience. Yeah. And then I had two really terrible ones. But was that the rehab or you? It was... Uh, Sick burn, bro. Yeah. Damn, that was a hot, <laughs> wet slap across the face. I think it was at the time yeah it was the rehab because oh. i you were there i was sober yeah. and i stayed sober and everyone around me was using um i mean capital u using yeah. like tying each other off with belts and shooting up and wow um yeah and that was it this the the worst of them was uh was very much a fast growing now it's an empire but it was you know on the ocean and you live in a sober house with uh and it wasn't sober at all no, 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 no. no. Hmm. And you, you're taking a piss test every day, and they're just just killing on the insurance money. Yeah. You know, I, I was just reading something about this in the state of Florida, the you know, incredible growth of the sober house rehab model, mm-hmm. okay. which is you get someone in sobriety, mm-hmm. could be newly in sobriety, mm-hmm. perhaps a felon or an ex-con, and they <laughs> are me. the you know, pillar of sobriety in the house, and you fill it full of recent, um, recently rehabified people and mm-hmm. it's uh and you know the overcharging that goes on the insurance companies you know take hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. from the insurance companies and you know fifteen hundred dollars for urine tests and all this kind of yeah. nonsense wow but well, scott's gonna bring <clears throat> bring the hammer down on that shit he's gonna bring the fire yeah good good so yeah anyway that's coming up uh when is scott coming so uh, let's see. Rhea is July nineteenth, okay. uh, and then Scott is July twenty sixth. Okay, and then August 9th, we have Michael King, who is the director of outreach and engagement for Facing Addiction. Okay, wow. um, nice. you know the the guy, the the thing that did the yeah the Washington Washington thing. Yep. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, they do, basically cool. they're the biggest national force with organized efforts yeah. being. a you know, applied yeah. to addiction recovery. Um, and he, he just talking to him on the phone, he was just, just talking about all the, the arms and legs and, um, you know, all the different irons in the fire to mix metaphors that they have going. And, uh, so it'll be fascinating to talk to him and see what's going on at their level. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a, all that's coming up. That's a good lineup. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. And then we're working on more. We yeah, we are. Yeah. Working on Katie. Yeah. An interesting, uh, local entrepreneur, yep. Uh, here in St. Louis, who just celebrated yeah. six or six eight, years. I want to say. It was a six? Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, and then, uh, yeah, I've got some, some feelers out to a few other people, and we'll see what happens. Awesome. Nice. Um, but nice. Yes, we're back. Year four. I didn't even mention, last week was the first episode of our fourth year. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing. That is crazy. It's Quite wow, crazy. Let's give him. Are we having a moment? Yeah, I think we are. Unsettling. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. You look a little. I would not have thought we would have made it four years. Like if you would have said, right? I guess it's just we, like getting sober. You're like, yeah. God, four years. That seems like yeah. a long time. Yeah. You, you know what we've done it one one podcast at well, a I'm time, sure, baby. I'm pretty sure. Like I think it's the first episode <laughs> you're on. You're like, 
you're not all in almost. You're like, yeah, if this doesn't work out, we can just sit around and talk or something. I don't know what you're, there's some line in there where you're just like already like, yeah, this probably isn't going to work. Well, I think, you know, we, we've had a lot of projects that we lose interest in. Right. You know, collectively, we're all kind of creator types. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we will pick something up and get hot about it for a week or two and then kind of be like, yeah, it's a phase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much so. I want the next fresh, hot, cool challenge. And, you know, we talk about this all the time, like every year I have to re... Recommit to this. Commit. And, uh... Isn't that interesting? And I wonder if that's like addictive behavior and trying to go after a hot buzz, but I totally know what that is there, but there are projects that you'll commit to. And you're just like, in. I think it's yeah. legit. There's a legitimate, there's a like element a, though. A flamey, of, like, I think there's a legitimate <clears throat> neurological element about how it stimulates like your dopamine. Okay. Or something. Yeah. There's, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, when it's exciting and mm-hmm. your dopamine's firing and you're like, Oh, that's cool. The podcast is blowing up and we're yeah. awesome. And it's great. And yeah. we've just been doing it for a year. And, and uh, yeah, and then it gets dulled, and you need more of that yeah. to yeah. stimulate. I honestly think there's a there's an element of that, but you know it's an, and you know just when I need it is when it comes. Like today, I'm on Twitter, which I've been spending more time on reading. I'm getting back into sort of participating a bit more again. But uh, a new fan, um, somebody just connected with today, feel like I hit the gold mine finding clean and sober today. A blast of progressive addiction recovery goodness for you and your clients. Wow. wow. Clients. I yeah. like that. I was like, that's like a tagline too. <laughs> a blast yeah. of progressive recovery goodness. It Ooh, is. I like that. It is. That's a quote. And it's nice to feel like I hit the gold mine today. You know, yeah. so I was like, thank that's you, nice. uh, Zena. Um, Zena warrior, warrior princess. princess. No, Z I N A. Okay, oh, sorry. Z- not, not warrior princess. Maybe a warrior. Maybe a princess. Zima? Maybe both. But yeah. yeah, that's one away from Zima, which it they're is. bringing back. Are, Are they? they? Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Look at that. Um, and then uh, I think I actually sent you guys this one, but uh, listener Red F wanted to let uh, us know how much our podcast means to uh, them. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, you know we're in the top of their rotation and if we ever have any doubts about doing the podcast just know it has helped people like myself tremendously so you know again just That's, whenever i'm like needing a little yeah congratulations um, on four years chris yeah congratulations to well yeah i mean sh- we, we show up every but you do all the heavy lifting i think yeah you do you like all that the, designy you stuff are the lowest stuff pillar Exactly. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're just like uh, I take all the loads. Yeah. You take all the loads. You're like receptacle. some stools have three legs. This right. one just really has one and like two little. It's bit. more of a pedestal. It's we're, really. we're, we're just like uh, filigree <laughs> on the side. I will say, though, that selfishly, you yeah. know, pragmatically, this this serves a purpose for me. You know, I feel like this helps keep me sober. I'm still the new mm. guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you really three are. and a half years. Three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, so this podcast is more sober than you, Matt. It is. It <laughs> is. Would this podcast be my sponsor? Well, Matt was an inspiration. <laughs> you were an inspiration. For the podcast. For the podcast. Well, that's right. I'm glad that you're my the fiery train wreck of, <laughs> of my your life. descent birthed something. No, but it helps keep me sober. Yeah. And, you know, and also it's fun and yeah. I was telling Jeff, I don't have a lot of friends, so to speak. I have a lot of work friends, but you know, yeah. I like. I feel like I store up all this stuff I want to talk mm-hmm. about, and I see Jeff, and it's just this yeah. like fire hose of 
Matt was told stuff. that he does he does two things. He reads books and hates on things. That <laughs> and he doesn't work. have a book in his hand right now. Yeah, that's my <laughs> my colleagues at work. <laughs> yeah. Like your hobbies are reading books and uh, and hating stuff. <laughs> And that's so not true. Yeah. No, I am a I like some other shit too. Stuffed with love. Yeah, <laughs> it's bursting out. Of it you. is. It's coming out of my pores. No, I. Uh, that's funny. Um, you know, but it's if this wasn't fun mm-hmm. and this didn't have a practical application, selfishly, mm-hmm. um, it, it's very easy for me, and I think you know, for all of us to do. It's it's mm-hmm. a blast, and it and God, it's so esteeming when you hear stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I you'll pass along an email to me. I for some reason I seem to get them on the weekends, and huh. I'll just be yeah. like, "Fuck, really? Yeah, really? It's cool. It's super cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, it there's there's definitely an element of uh, yeah, it's fuel. Yeah, it's fuel. Yeah, and it helps. So thank I mean thank you everybody yes. for um, that that writes in and tells us uh, how much it means to you because that's what keeps us going, yeah. keeps us doing this. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny. I was talking. I think there are way more people doing all kinds of things to stay sober mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily the traditional ways. Right. And even of five years ago, right? I think our podcast <coughs> exactly. sort of started. And me, and maybe I'm just making that up because no, I, I don't think, know if it's I awareness think, or if yeah. it's really happening. I think there's a little bit of really both. Yeah. I think we became aware of it right around the time that it really started. Um, sort of diversifying. I mean, we yeah. we sort of got into this. We meaning you know cl- collectively this thing that mm-hmm. we're doing. Yeah. Um. Right around the time that the anonymous people came out. Yeah. Which was a real sort of catalyst. Yeah. For modern recovery and the way people think and talk about what it could be about you know not being anonymous anymore mm-hmm. about um, talking about ourselves differently and in more positive progressive terms and uh and i think uh i think that's it's, that's had an impact i think there's a lot of things like you know i don't know if you guys uh, I, I watched the show like twice but i mean i don't know if you guys heard about um nelson um what's his name oh yeah nelson the ellis true blood guy from yeah true blood. yeah what he, happened he Died of complications of trying to quit alcohol, cold turkey. Oh my yeah. gosh! Um, and uh, good on his family for coming right. out and stating that because he was pretty well known as a guy who had struggled with some demons mm-hmm. throughout his career. Mm-hmm. But he he tried to dry out at home mm-hmm. and wow. uh, just like and, DTs or something. Just some well, physiological. Like, I was telling my wow. partner last organ, night, you know, mm-hmm. failure and stuff. Yeah, I was, you know, like the longer you drink consecutively mm-hmm. when you're just straight up maintenance mm-hmm. drinking and you, you can't bear to not be drunk yeah it getting off when you stop like your body goes into a panic mm-hmm. you know i don't like doctors or things of that nature and i asked my brother and my dad to take me to the hospital mm-hmm. because i was so scared like mm-hmm. it's your heart is exploding out of your chest mm-hmm. you cannot sit you cannot stand you cannot think yeah. you know, you're you're just like you feel like the blood is just vibrating in your veins it's and, like being uh, in love it's exactly like being in love it's exactly <laughs> what it's like love, man my god well um, you see birds it's like being heartbroken 
because your alcohol lover has left you. It, has. it is exactly like that, actually. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's just the psychological component. Right. But there's right. this physical thing. And, right. you know, I can, yeah, organ organ failure. His mm. kidneys failed. Right. Um, and he was in the hospital, I think, for five days. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. He was a really talented guy. I never liked the show. But yeah, no, I never watched the show. He was the, like the sole bright spot. The clips I saw of him were great. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's crazy. But, yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, he was a victim of the sort of old, an old closeted, shame-based relationship with his addiction. Okay. Um, where... You know, he didn't talk about it, and he didn't. He wasn't, I guess, really open about it. Although, I guess he, people knew that he had history. Yeah. You know, but I guess he, he didn't want it to be like his friends and family's problem, kind of thing, and yeah, all that. And so he just tried to go it alone, and uh, you oh. know, didn't work out. Um, but I think all those things, particularly then his family taking his story and sharing it and saying they want it to serve as a cautionary tale for others. Like, yeah. you know, re, you know, I, I, listen, I was listening to driving my daughter to camp today. I was listening to like, you know, the local pop station and the DJs are talking about it and they're saying, you know, reach out. There are people that care. Don't, you don't have to do this alone, yeah. which is really interesting. You know, yeah. people talking because of this guy or yeah, just because of this, this guy, just because this just yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. they were talking in those terms, which, yeah, you know, would have never happened five years ago. Yeah, no. it doesn't feel like they'd be talking about a guy who died of alcohol poisoning. Essentially, I don't think so. Yeah, um, on the radio in the morning. Yeah, you know, yeah, and 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 really bring awareness to the fact that if you are getting sober, being surrounded by friends and loved ones and supportive people in a recovery community, mm-hmm. many times isn't enough. You know, I read this morning between five and twenty five percent of people detoxing from alcohol on their own mm. c- can die, you wow. know? Um, wow. So, you know, I'm glad if, I didn't know that. if you're in the throes of it and you're going to stop, like, uh, seeking medical help yeah. is a really, so good there's a idea. safe way to do it. I assume. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they admitted me to the hospital and put me on a drip of, uh, I think Librium or maybe, uh, Ativan or something. And, yeah. and then I, I felt okay, and it was you know it wasn't over. Yeah, you got another couple weeks of irritability and inability to sit still, and you know, yeah, forget sleep. That didn't happen. Wow. But um, but in that and was moment, this the, didn't when like was this was for you? Danger. This but, was uh, in like uh, this was April. Was this the 9th? last time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. it, man. Okay. I never. I never went to the hospital previous. To okay. Tries. When I when I went to Hazelden in uh, two thousand and. One, two, mm-hmm. 2002, I, my first time, you know, they, they monitor you pretty closely. Yeah. Um, you, you basically check into a hospital for your first week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're, they're waking you up in the middle of the night to get your vitals and mm-hmm. they're, you're everybody who starts there goes on a regimen of Librium, whether you need it or not. Right. Because obviously, you know, there's insurance and liability ramifications. If you, if you go into withdrawal yeah. in their care, uh, and good. So, yeah. Um, but anyway. Okay. All right. Well, the other side of that coin, yes. which this is also this week, uh, there, there was an, a story about this 82-year-old great-grandmother passed away, and her family, and her son thinks it was her siblings, 
wrote the obit that then ran in a North Carolina paper, where lines from it were, and and this comes back to the stigma side of things, yeah. and you know, drugs were a major love in her life as June had no hobbies, made no contribution to society, and rarely shared a kind word or deed in her life. <laughs> We speak for the majority of her family when we say her presence will not be missed by many. Very few tears will be shed, and there will be no lamenting over her passing. And so... Damn. Wow! So this is an 82-year-old great-grandmother. There's a picture of her. You know. Wow. Looks and like that's a, her. She, this looks totally normal. Yeah. And so... With her husband, somebody. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so then there, there was this, you know, highly... <laughs> oh, my God. ...spiteful, angry... Yeah stigma-filled yeah. obituary. Yeah. But you can just tell, like, they were, they'd had it with her. Yeah. They're just telling yeah. the truth, right? Yeah. That's, I applaud the transparency and honesty. Yeah. I would assume that they'll regret that at some point. Right. Because, you know. But, I don't know. But that's just funny. The life of a drug user from your siblings, what a complete taker you are. Yeah. And like how you're just like, you, there's no redeemable qualities. You're like, I've got nothing to say against my sibling because they right. use drugs their whole life. Please let June Miller's life be a cautionary tale. The shocking obituary read, addiction and hatred are no es bueno for the living. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who wrote that? <laughs> like, her son thinks it was her siblings. Who, and her son says she wasn't an addict, nor was she despised. But Oh, um, that's what her son says? Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Regardless. We don't know the truth about June. The take on yeah. addiction and addicts and yeah. how people talk about, you know. Um, wow. So, you know, there, I guess I'm just putting that out there as a balance you know, there's still work to be done. I guess yeah, is what I'm saying. yeah, right. You know, there's a generation that um, Al-Anon, and uh, and if someone is causing that much unrest in your life, right. say that shit before they're dead. Right. Yeah. Because it's you know that's the obituary. That's the equivalent of when the person's not in the room. Yeah. Talking right. shit about them. Yeah. Because she has no ability to retort or clean yeah. herself up, or there's no redemptive. I agree. They'll regret that, right? I would think. Point. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, well, oh, man, I don't man. think social media is helping them out. <laughs> right. Wait till you know BuzzFeed <laughs> or TMZ finds out. You know. Yeah. The shocking life of the yeah. Apparently, <laughs> the one who wrote the obituary is no stranger to weed. You know, there'll be some like <laughs> bullshit. That's funny. So yeah. yeah. So I had we I went to my home group tonight. And this guy from Memphis, we had a guest speaker in, mm-hmm. but the it was one of I had not heard this before from a guy. It was a really interesting story, a really powerful story, and he was sort of talking about how for a long time in sobriety he felt the imposter sim- syndrome, right, where you mm-hmm. just sort of don't think you belong. That was kind of this thing all his life of why he drank because you just don't feel like you fit in, mm-hmm. and even when you get sober, you still somewhere in the back of your mind feel like. I'm a fake or I don't know. Absolutely. And then he, he went into his doctor and his doctor said, you have lung cancer and nine months to live at some point in his sobriety. And, you know, this was, I don't know, 20 years ago, I guess. So we're all sitting there like, well, obviously he survived. Yeah. He's talking <laughs> that to had a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. alert. But he basically made, he basically said that, that the experience of 10 years of dealing with this cancer, he the spiritual growth he had in those 10 years of dealing with this, he would not change one day of chemo, the, you know, 
the kidney thing, this thing, this thing, all these health problems, a litany of daily dealing with this. He, he would not change one day of that for the spiritual growth he had. Mm-hmm. And coming out on the other side mm. of it, that voice of the imposter syndrome was gone. Mm. And, and he was totally accepting. And it was just this really beautiful moment of, like, you're told you have cancer. The, A, the perfect excuse to go drink. Like, if right. someone tells you you have nine mm-hmm. months to live, Wow, I, that the thought yeah. might like oh let's get it on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what am let's I? get ready to rumble nine month yeah. rolling blackout <laughs> let's do it so the first thing you do is call someone in AA uh, from a phone list came and prayed in the parking lot at the hospital that he would die sober that mm-hmm. no matter what happened he wanted to go out sober mm-hmm. and I I was like I, the first thought might be let's go party but then I could be I could get in my head like yeah you wouldn't really want to spend your last nine months no would you no 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 I don't know I know I know a lot <laughs> like Chris is shaking his head like I don't I'm know I'm just thinking yeah I'm thinking <laughs> but anyway, it was a, it was a beautiful story about spiritual growth and physical pain but just how he was like I didn't I didn't care what happened to my body I didn't want my soul to go out drunk mm. you know I wanted this. You want and then to go out on your own terms, yeah, man. But I, it was a really, it was really cool about how powerful the whole experience mm-hmm. of just staying sober and going through this and spiritual growth and all that stuff. I was like, oh, dude, that was a good talk. It was good. It was cool. But yeah, like if you get told that, right? Yeah, Nine yeah. months. And I know, I know some yeah. dudes in my Chicago community who some have passed away, and some yeah. are, you know, who are mm. chronically ill, yeah. cancer. Um, one guy's liver is done. And, sober. Uh, Sober, yeah, and stayed sober, and yeah. uh, you know, the the immortal Bobby France, you know, who died a couple months ago. The guy go to meetings, stay sober, yeah, don't drink, go to meetings. His he died sober, and that you know, hit some of his last words were about like, I I didn't want to die with regret, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, I wanted to to have some peace of mind, yeah, and know that you know, I'm coping, yeah, I'm coping with this stuff. Yeah, I, I love that idea of not having that voice in your head anymore, mm-hmm. being being post that, right? Like, yeah. that's that's a cool place to be. Because mm-hmm. I always sit there and think like, there's there's angst in existence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you just have some angst because mm-hmm. you're alive and you got to do shit. Existential <laughs> angst, too. right? And we yeah. all just want relief from that angst right. and t- drinking or dragging or whatever. Mm-hmm. So easy, it's just so easy. And you, when you can't do that anymore, like you got to figure, like you have. I'll still have all that angst, but that this guy was basically saying that going through these ten years, he got rid of all that. Hmm. Like he came out on the other side, it's just like I don't know. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. That's amazing. It sounded really, really. I don't know. I can I and I'm I don't know. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I can totally relate to that imposter syndrome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and drinking and taking drugs didn't make that go away from me no, at all yeah. it would only enhance that but you, you did you think it would no but i wanted relief yeah i wanted relief from you know i always felt like a fraud yeah, yeah and yeah. like in my heart of hearts that i was not a good person yeah and when you're acting in ways that reinforce that yeah not a good person and now you really are a fraud right yeah it's difficult you know how do you feel today i feel like I used to look at other people and say they have it figured out. Yeah. And at some point I came to the realization that no one has it figured right. out and we are all making it up as we yeah. go along. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And that made it a lot easier. I don't feel 
I think at yeah. all like yeah. an imposter or a fraud anymore. That's good. That's and I good. and I feel like a pretty good person, you know, yes. cuz I do good shit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, yeah. that's but uh yeah. And I don't think, you know, all of us have done bad stuff, but totally. You don't you get to a certain point too where you're like whatever it took. Mm-hmm. I like my life right now and whatever mm-hmm. it took to get me here. Yeah. That's what it I don't want to give this up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know. What about you? Uh, what part? Imposter syndrome, and do you have that angst because uh, of that stuff? Like you, imposter so- syndrome. Yeah, I felt like a massive fraud, uh, all through using. Yeah, and that, but the using initially was what I was going to use to elevate myself above that. Mm-hmm. Right, that was let me be something I wasn't, mm-hmm. which then of course makes you a fraud. Yeah, um, and then by the end of it, I just was a gross fraud. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I was disgusted by how big a, f- a yeah. mess of a fraud I was mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, and I couldn't keep it up anymore I couldn't I, did, I didn't want to be who I was anymore yeah. you know which yeah. was the whole point like you didn't want to be who you were and yeah. then you do all this using to change and you, then you really don't want to be that either and then yeah. you're left with trying to figure out who you are So, which is what getting sober is and reco- which is what recovery is not getting sober yeah. Um but uh angst. Angst. Yeah. Still got that. Still got that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. Yeah, that's that comes in waves. Like yeah. yeah. I, I just I just rode a, a a big rogue wave of angsty anxiety like this week came crashing through. Really? Just yeah, apropos of nothing. I'm just like Yeah. And when, what is, because, yeah, I guess there's the angst of just, like, you got to get up and do something with your day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels productive. Yeah. But then, yeah, was yours just made up in your head? Not exactly, or but it's that. It's, it's what am I doing? What yeah. can I focus on? What can I, you know, I think as I'm trying to figure out the future of all things clean and sober, for, a lot, for the first year, two, even three, yeah, I could legitimately sit down and and spend you know a day a work day a work week yeah doing things related to it yeah and as i'm trying to figure out exactly what i want it to be next Mm -hmm. i don't have that i'm not doing that i'm Mm -hmm. not you know i'm not managing the social media on the reg like i was for basically three years yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. i'm dipping in dipping back in Mm -hmm. i'm not hardcore curating posts right now so i'm not like you know getting a bunch of those in i'm getting some in that i'm Mm -hmm. like reading those and going through those and responding and stuff but anyway my point is right now i'm unfocused with regard to this project which has been my thing yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. i feel like i need to get that focus back so Mm -hmm. i can move forward yeah and I, i haven't quite gotten there yet interesting um with what i want to do because i don't want it to be the same i'm i'm Particularly the website, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of done with it being this massive sprawl. It's out of control. It's like there's so many sections and That's subsections funny. and yeah. posts, and I, I want to focus it so I can manage it better yeah. because it just got out of control. And that, anyway, so that's that's where the angst is coming from. Like, just how do I get back focused with this thing that yeah. I've built without just letting it? Right now, it's just coasting, and I don't want it to completely yeah. like just. 
peter out. You know what, what I mean? What are you circling around as your choices, or what are you <sighs> redesigning it, and then have to figure out what I pull in from the old one? You know, yeah. just I just want to simplify. It's just a mess, okay. and I don't I'm, I don't know where to start. Yeah, yeah, I want to focus it. So anyway, that that's where my angst is coming from. But uh, anyway, yeah. So okay. I, I don't know if that answers the questions, but yeah, angst, no, I can see angst that. Is, yeah, that's that seems a little legit, but it also seems. Yeah, I think all that future, like, yeah, trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. And nobody knows anything. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of angst. And I've been thinking a lot about that. Like, sometimes when I'm at my most comfortable is when I know the parameters of something. I know and I know I can operate within them, mm-hmm. and I can go. Yeah. And I'm just doing. I'm active in doing something. Like, you know, creatively. Yeah. That's That's where I feel best. Yeah. Um, and I think just right now, I don't know where the, the, I don't know right. what I'm doing with it. So I can't just go do it, do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, uh, I'll get there. Um, I think I'm getting close. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. And I, 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 it's like, it's the angst of creation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where you're circling around something, you can't let it go because it's not done yet and you haven't cracked it and you won't stop thinking about it until you crack it. That's kind of an angsty situation. When you, Do you feel like you're in that, yeah, yeah. The create yeah. the the swirl, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. circling without, uh, yeah. I just want to take off, and yeah, go, and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work yeah. toward you want to yeah. play reverse darts, like you want to just put a pin on where you want to be right. and then back it right. out, yeah. So you can figure out how it all mm-hmm. works. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you do you guys feel uh, ever like? Sometimes I feel like a little bit of a daily struggle to do the right thing or to be like, I, I feel like I act in uh, direct opposition to my instincts sometimes and, Interesting. and just mm-hmm. like, I have to be good mm-hmm. and I have to be kind and mm-hmm. I have to be patient and I have to do it right and I mm-hmm. can't be manipulative and I can't like all my tricks and all my, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is, is so exhausting. fucking hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, That's no, funny. no, you're not going to lose your temper. You're yeah. not going to be petty. Mm-hmm. You're going to, uh, particularly, I think, in the professional sphere. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, be, take the high road. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want to fucking pull on the off ramp and just. Like, drive through the countryside, take so out some funny. pedestrians, and just yeah. you know. But um, I don't know. That's I funny. That. I know well, what that would. Fe- I know what that feels like when you do that. And, yeah. You know, it's just like it, it's. Well, yeah. It's funny. I think as a person who's driven the car off the road so many times in his career, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done that. I've done. But it's funny. I think I always think like Matt is, and I don't know if you have. You must have the same instincts idea, right? The yeah. same rage, anger at mm-hmm. people. Yeah, but I think you're much much better at. Mm-hmm. I think you're much, but I think what you're doing is the right thing, right? Yeah, like it helps me sleep at night. But yeah. there are times in which I I feel a lot of resentment, man. No, you know, I know. I feel a lot of. I I don't know. You're very good at dealing with it. I think you should be. And I don't know if you know that. I don't know if like people tell you how far you've come because I think you're a tr- like person to work with, manager, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, I think you just give so much. But so, but is your head telling you the opposite? So no, and sometimes <laughs> I also have this like you know it's yeah. like all all addicts and and alcoholics I know have yeah. this inferiority complex 
and this egomania, yeah. egomania right. yeah. that totally. are in concert and they're constantly battling. Yeah. And there are so many, th- so many. T- my instinct is, I should run this fucking shit. Yeah. Fuck all these people. Like, I used nobody to say knows I a, what they're doing. It's a I used to say I had a raging superiority complex. Yeah. 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 And there are times when I'm like, I am wasting my life with these <laughs> knuckle draggers. And yeah. then there are other times, but, but then, I, then I tamp it down and yeah. I say, no, no, you, uh, no. And this is, I'm speaking sheerly professionally. In my personal life, yeah. it's, it's instinct and it's easy to... You know, but no. here's the funny thing about what you do, the creative process itself, like in order to get good work to the finish line, someone's sometimes you got to be a dick. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not even a dick. It's just, you got to kind of have an ego about the work. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and you have to have standards or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a better way to do it. Like, I'm sure the work can speak for itself and it makes it, you know, where you can be a humble person and the work will yeah, still yeah, survive. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, know, and then, uh, but yeah, I put, I put a, a lot of pressure on myself too. Like, cause I want it all. I want <laughs> to take it all on. Yeah. You do but do that. You got to do it. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. Uh, um, I think you are that a person that takes a lot of stuff on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll just say, I'll do Cause, it. Cause part of me, you don't trust anyone. Part of me says I can do it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, when people around you are like, yeah, you can do yeah. it better, then you're like, oh, shit, now I have to do it better. Right. And that's hard. But, you know, but honestly, it's it's so far preferable uh, living this way, you know. But um, were you ever a super dick at work with in that way? Even when, when you, you and I using? worked together, not so much. Yeah, no, no, no. I was incredibly out of control. After yeah. you and I were, none of the three of us working together when I was the last man standing at mm. the company we all worked. I was out of fucking control, <laughs> out of control, and uh, and everybody knew it. And yeah. it was just bad. No bueno. No es bueno. Um, no, no es, es bueno. bueno. No. But and then before before we worked together, I was really really uh, vindictive and petty. Hmm. And oh, you were. Oh yeah, so I you've wanted had that to. Because I never you disagreed with me. I would try to get you fired. Wow. And. Uh, and you know, just endear myself to the right people and play the game. And, wow! Yeah, yeah. And, and I did not know you like that. You oh, never and, were like and, that. And, at and rage, you know, like yeah. destroy. Mm-hmm. I threw a fucking color printer down a flight of stairs. I pushed potted plants out my window on the <laughs> sixth floor. Like, I wow! Just, you know, this just, in Chicago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And when I first moved to St. Louis, my okay. first job in St. Louis, I was really, really... A rager. Yeah. So I quit six times in eight months. And wow. each one of them was like the biggest childish temper tantrum, huh. like throw things. Huh. Fuck this. Wow. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. And then I'd be like, okay, you need this job. Go back. <laughs> anyway. It's interesting. That is interesting. And it's funny working with you. Chris, I always thought like this guy knows what is up like you always there was just a pace about you yeah. and a calm and a unwavering sense of rightness yeah well, wrongness dickishness no but and sometimes it came out i always liked the dickishness <laughs> but you know when chris would you would someone would propose a task to chris mm. and if it wasn't your jam mm. you would just be like i am not going to do that <laughs> And walk away, and I'm like, this guy is a baller, you know? <laughs> That's so um, funny. <laughs> I was just thought, like, that is Chris's superpower, is he just knows the way shit should be. And uh, and if it isn't that way, 
he isn't going there. That's and, funny. Um, did you see yourself like that? Were you conscious of that? Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I have. I can think of specific instances where I was just. Uh, yeah, just uh, in retrospect, I look back and I cringe. I'm like doing absurd shit. Yeah. And to be fair, I, I think I was probably trying to see how far I could go, and ultimately I found out how far. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, you always do. You find out. Yeah. At some point, you're going to find yeah. out. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, it was inexcusable. I wouldn't let. That's so funny. So I mean, we all. So that's that's the addict in us. This egomania inferiority complex, right? It's yeah. totally and it makes an you overcompensate yeah. in the ego side. It's a defense mechanism. It's a total for your fragile. Mechanism. Ego. ego but is that addict specific is that creative people or is that no i think it's a little bit of both i think it's it's because we all suffered from it i think it's it's magnified yeah. by different things like i think it's it lends itself to the addict it's mm-hmm. i think as a creative then because you're doing something so subjective yeah that you're even more fragile because totally. you know it's the the whim of whoever's yeah you know, beauty in the eye of the beholder kind of thing and so you've got to defend that um and it's so personal right you're creating shit and somebody's judging it yeah um somebody who you have no respect for and and, and well that's the worst like wait you're a total bozo right and the hyperbole (laughs) that is heaped upon you in in the creative world is not good not good for for your ego ego maniac with the inferiority complex when you get told i i've said this so many times like how many times you get told you're a genius mm. or something is genius mm-hmm. in the average year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, right. like my f- people I know who are in the banking industry are like, yeah, none. <laughs> and I'm like, it happens a lot in the creative business. Five to 10 times yeah. daily for doing the base <laughs> of your job. People are like, this is genius. And you're like, that is right. not <laughs> genius. <laughs> but you start but to breathe your own exhaust. Sometimes so you start to read your own press and you're like, yeah. maybe... Yeah. I am. It really doesn't special. take it doesn't take much to wind up that egomania, does it? Mm. No, man. <laughs> yeah, we're willing to believe it. That's so funny. That's so funny yeah. that we're all sitting here looking back at our careers, like what total dicks we had been mm-hmm. yeah. at different points, like just assholes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it was the the up and down personality of being an addict or something. I don't know what it was for me, but it doesn't seem far away from when I was using or the worst mm-hmm. part of using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the worst part of what your head's telling you. It's the worst part of all the stories in your head that are making you react these mm-hmm. ways are all the parts of the addict that made me have to overcompensate by mm-hmm. drinking or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel better. Yeah. And it's funny that you're saying you still have that. Well, you just don't act on it anymore. No. And, and you're, it, you're like, you do the right thing today. Isn't that weird? Like you still have the crazy voice, but you've learned how to just do the right thing. I think we well, and the the just the voice is not based in or grounded in anything real. Yeah, too, you know, like yeah. if the voice gave me good advice, <laughs> me and the voice would be like, let's do this. But the voice always gives you bad advice. Yes. It always does. And you know, I used to like part of the way that I when I finally got this thing, yeah. I needed to come to terms. I didn't understand that you didn't need to find God capital G, right? Yeah, yeah. So the way that I used to to define it in my mind was that your conscience, yeah. the intuitive, not the voice that tells you like, rage, let it out, <laughs> you fuck these people, but the voice that tells you what is right to do, yeah. that was God. I was like, people oh. are born and you inherently know right from wrong. Yeah. How mm-hmm. is that? 
that yeah. is how is it hardwired into us right if you're not a sociopath yeah do you know like no help that person no yeah don't do that you know mm-hmm. and i was like that voice must be some inexplicable thing right mm. yeah because that, that voice did you make that voice your higher power pretty good advice that's I don't know that I consciously did that, but yeah. that's what I would tell my crazy sponsors that were like, all right, tell me your fucking higher power. Give it to me now. I want it. Just lay it on me, man. I'm smart. What do you got? Like, all right. Here Joe, we go. All right, Jojo. All right, Jimmy Momo No Shoes. Here's the deal. <laughs> One-Eyed Johnny. Here's the deal. Here's what's going on. You know how you know, hey, I shouldn't steal. Yeah. And I shouldn't... Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know how we know that stuff, yeah. but we know that stuff. And that to me, that voice or that instinct at inclination is not a sign. It's, I can't make uh, sense of it yeah. from a biological hmm. or sociological or scientific standpoint. So as far as I'm concerned, that is as close to supernatural as I'm going to get. I like it. Yeah, it's mostly bullshit, though. At the end of the day, <laughs> but, it's not. but if there's something that is in you when you're born, that if you go against it, you you suffer somehow from that, right? Yeah. Right? You suffer in big ways and small ways for going against that thing, where you inherently know what you're doing is not right. Right? It creates the suffering. Wow. Which so. is you know back to our whole Buddhist thing, right? That's where this guy was talking about. That's crazy. But I don't know. I don't know. So, and and it's funny. We're talking about how we all like pushed um, our poor behavior personally and professionally mm. to see how far mm-hmm. it would go. Totally. And ironically, like <laughs> Jeff was our boss when yeah. we were kind of doing that. You know? Right. Yeah. But then it was fun though. I see. I enjoyed working with both of you guys. We, had, we made some good shit. Yeah. I loved it. Dude, I can't remember. You you went first. Yes. You were out the door, then me, then Matt. ultimately Matt. Right. Okay. I pushed it. Last man standing, which is... I yeah. pushed it so far. You did. With you, they, too, when you're like, hey, you got like over 10 grand in expense accounts. Yeah, that was and, my favorite day. And head chops. When uh, the <laughs> HR comes down, hey, Matt has uh, <laughs> 10,000 or whatever it was, some yeah. outrageous amount of money. On his American Express, and he's spending all of these head shops on Page Avenue, and we called them, and they, he bought this stuff that's like plant fertilizer, and the HR is trying to figure out what the hell this was. <laughs> like maybe he likes to plant stuff. I don't yeah. know. Have you seen my azaleas? <laughs> They're amazing. I ask you this, <laughs> but they they you know uh, uh, we're all are, are, we're all at fault. You know I'm I'm very much at fault, but um, I'm not at all saying I had professional enablers but that was they a, were just like yeah uh, no we like having you around so I we're know. just gonna garnish your wages and then it's like oh yeah you did this horrible thing but you know what I know. we just you're yeah you're very convincing we like you yeah so I, gonna- i'd say that's a testament to matt's talent yeah and mm. who he is <laughs> as a person because Despite that, you were the last man standing. Well, <laughs> like, right. for a couple of years right. there, I know. That's but they're funny. like, "God, did you guys smell pot?" I'm like, "I know, it's the weirdest thing." So, like, I think it's in the vents or something. Yeah, that's know. awesome. No, not me. Um, that is so funny. Exhaling right now. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. But it's, I don't know. If they okay, so if they would have fired you, 
yeah earlier yeah i think that would have helped you, you still no. think you'd have been on the same run absolutely on the same run the, after they fired me i was on the same run yeah it didn't really wake no. you up yeah. no 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 i but right after i got fired i met uh chris for coffee mm. and chris went did played the card that any friend would be shaken by yeah. knowing chris as i do and when you're like i will go to a meeting with mm. you I'm like shit man and <laughs> that dog. And I'm still like, yeah, no, I got to go to this interview now. Because I just thought, if I get another high-paying job, I'll be cool. Yeah. I'll be cool. It worked. Fuck it. You know? Yeah. All I need, all I needed at that point was a gig mm. and a nice place and money. Yeah. Then I'd be fine. You know? <laughs> I needed was a place to live, money, and a job. <laughs> right. Right. But I, and then I could like, keep my drug uh, habit going. Right. I'm like, those are the things that were taken from me. But the last, I'm like, I'm not giving up. Yeah. This thing right. that's ruining so me. Wild. You know how it is. Like, yeah. This is everybody's like listening for like, yeah, no shit. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. And I remember meeting with both you guys. I remember Jeff being like, yeah. oh, okay, hmm. all right. Because I'm here, I'm like, I just need to get a, a good <sighs> job, you know? It's like a, just like a VP position be good, you know? And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fine. It's that's good. Funny. So, yeah. That's on, the, right. on the flip side of that, just okay. it's making me think. So we're on this business and we're talking about it. And, and a, a listener wrote like last week or the week before, maybe in the biz has has check, sort of checked out of it to get sober. Mm-hmm. Is in recovery now. Good. Wants to get back in the biz. Good. Um, but I guess has a you know now a a, a, a gap a gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, wants to know what we think about. Being upfront about it, how do you mm-hmm. explain the gap if you're not? Um, what, what, what would you guys recommend? I don't, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what my. I'd be. I'd be totally honest. Yeah. yeah. I was. Say, yeah, Matt was. I, I'm in a very fortunate situation now because my my uh, superiors knew my deal right. when they brought me on. But the job I took prior to this, they did not know my deal, and I laid it out there for them. Yeah, and basically built in uh, a system that would make it easier for them to trust me kind of totally yeah yeah you like, had to go do tests well I, and yeah it was like yeah yeah and Which part of that thing part of that was burned on by them but part of that yeah. also was burned on you know i just had to tell them i ruined my life hmm. um and now i'm working to get better and i'm clean and i'm sober and uh um if you ever feel that i'm not Hmm. i will do whatever it takes whatever will set your mind at ease i will do testing i will do whatever you need Um, yeah yeah but i i don't know how else you i don't know how you could do it and just be like um so i have to leave work early one day a week to go to uh the orphanage (laughs) and read to the kids (laughs) call them my children like yeah you know what i mean yeah like there and i won't be at any real mm. like company parties or happy hours because those are I'm a allergic to you know like yeah. I just I think our our biz is pretty okay with it right mm-hmm. don't you think that's a pretty so. just forward thinking yeah. open business where if you came in and said hey I, there's a gap here because I had to get sober right and now I'm back and if you this is a concern I'm mm-hmm. happy to do these things yeah I think yeah. that's that's probably the best right yeah. If you're I, I, maybe it's more on the creative side, but when I when I first came to St. Yeah. Louis out of rehab, like mm. I wore like a badge. Mm-hmm. You know, people be like, 
no shit you did you smoked crack and yeah. you're like yeah it's fucking <laughs> awesome what else you, you know like yeah yeah just um i think in the creative community so many people right. have you know but i understand the stigma too yeah yeah, yeah i mean I, but i think probably well, i guess it depends on the industry i guess true um but yeah in marketing advertising and that's as far as i yeah. understand what this listener was talking about um yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't know. I don't know if I brought it up, but when it came up, I didn't yeah. back away from it. Yeah, yeah. I just like I don't drink. There are probably some industries that's not good, where you wouldn't do that. Spy, super secret spy. No. Well, and I think medicine, and I think right. finance. Look yeah. you know, ultimately, what we're finance, yeah. responsible for is this subjective thing that yeah. people is mysterious and people know mm-hmm. where it comes from. You're like, I just come up with stuff and yeah. there's no science to it and there's no liability to it. Right. <laughs> we really truly, right. we're not going to lose millions of dollars for you. We're not going to yeah. lose a life. And the way that like people in my extended family, the kind of questions they ask me yeah, informed by their professional experience makes me think that there's a lot of the country professionally that mm. doesn't know what the fuck to do with people like us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, so you just tell people you don't drink. That's so weird. You know, like <laughs> they would never do that at their jobs. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can see that. That's super interesting. Like, I, I wonder you have the stigma and just, yeah, it makes sense. They also probably don't have bars in their offices, which it's a true. lot of agencies do, you know, and mm-hmm. that's funny. We're an agency. Yeah. My perspective on that's even changed in the past, you know, four years now. It's like, I remember like when we first started, I wasn't sure how to explain what I was doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now I even still have like a little like it's always a little bit of you know anticipation of how people are going to react because I say I, I run a website and and host a podcast to support people in recovery from alcohol and other drugs. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's you know. Whatever. At the very least, sometimes I'm just thinking like they're gonna go, "What a bummer!" You know, what this dude's a bummer. Right. You know, right? <laughs> this dude's a buzzkill, man. Um, but uh, oh, it's you know, it's interesting. So uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this. Make sure everything's on the up and up. So, well, I'll just say this. I met a guy today. Yeah. Who I had told that to, and I'd only talked to him over the phone, um, and. Uh, and then I met him in person today, and when I, when I sat down, he's he's uh, he said, uh, and when I said it over the phone, I you know you get there, they're like whoa whoa, and I always I always hear maybe the worst way yeah. you can hear something, something mm-hmm. uh, he probably thinks that well what a bummer you know this yeah. guy's buzzkill, buzz kill. and right. uh, got to take this needle out of my arm to <laughs> meet you, fuck. Right. Right. So right. we meet today, and uh, and when we're and he, I don't know how he broached it, but he said something like. I've been a friend of Bill. Ooh. And I was just like, and because that's not my, yeah, still na- not my regular lingo. Like I have to process it yeah. through who the like fuck's Bill? Bill? Right. Like Bill. I don't know Bill. Like, really? And like, and Big then, Will? It, but you know, it's all those, one of those split seconds that yeah. feels like it takes an eternity while I'm processing. I'm like, Bill, who the hell's Bill? Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, and then I have to explain that yeah. I'm not exactly like I'm an acquaintance. Yeah, you know, you're an whatever. acquaintance of Bill. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> like we, we've hung out. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it was just interesting that. Yeah. And what was, what, what was refreshing. We eventually got around to is that being in 
and we've said this before on the show, being a person in recovery and 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 sharing that with another cuts through so much yeah oh yeah like social like maneuvering that you have to do because the first time i ever met this person and then all of a sudden we're like we've known each other forever yeah you know that's what it felt like it just like felt like a bro you know yeah just because of that one yeah you know, essentially a code, you know, yeah. we, we share something and then all of a sudden it's just like totally relaxed, you know, to cut away like whatever artifice you usually have to go yeah. through, yeah. which is really interesting. That and is I don't interesting. know, because I, I don't experience that a lot. You guys may a little bit, you may, I don't know, maybe think, if you do. I think just throwing out, like just in the wild, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the wild, it's very different, but I think it's right away you're like, okay, so you know pain, mm. like mm-hmm. you've been, you've you yeah you've beaten yourself up a little bit yeah you've been vulnerable you've, you've had to lose your shit. lose your ass yeah to save your right or lose, you know, right or something right yeah and yeah. So you can just like oh yeah yeah you've been you've been there yeah yeah, is, yeah you've been right. there and now you're here and mm-hmm. like that whatever their journey mm-hmm. you know that they've they've hurt mm-hmm. in a real way mm-hmm. yeah um and you know, and, and it's not like about losing shit. It's not about you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh well, you've been bankrupt. No, it's like mm-hmm. all right, you you know that that existential angst mm-hmm. that became tangible mm-hmm. <laughs> angst. Um, I it's gotten to the point where I've I've even said before, like I don't really feel like I connect can connect with people mm. unless I know that they've beaten themselves up a little mm-hmm. bit. You know what I mean. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I'm closest to people I know who have been through some mm-hmm. dirt, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely to relate. Yeah, it's definitely easy to relate. Although I was thinking the other day, it's like about somehow I'm trying to think of who it was, but anyway, but somebody who seemed like just a genuinely good person who had not known all that, but mm-hmm. was also a genuinely good person. I thought that yeah. that I you know I liked them and I. I I guess I envied that they had that, but I don't know. I mean, that's actually, well, I, mean, I think I connect to people that haven't felt a lot of pain, but I definitely there's, I think it is interesting. Like uh, you trust people that have the darkness that have something that have experienced darkness. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people that are, that are really afraid of that. have never done that. Right. They're only over here and they've never, taking the leap into the darkness and right. we all did mm. <laughs> right oh, mm-hmm. and and came back and t- and i don't know there's just something about that i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but at least you, i don't know i i've taken it to an extremes too where i'm like okay this person really doesn't know themselves you know what i mean see that came up today which was really interesting what and it's exactly that that's what it is is you've done the work if, if you've if you're in recovery, not just sober, but if you've worked on yourself, if you've looked at yourself and told yeah. stories, like, because we started telling stories that you wouldn't just immediately start telling. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Somebody, you know, that you just, you just met. met. Yeah. They were recovery stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's you like know, a little mini meeting you had. Yeah, to. exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and it was exactly that. He goes, what's interesting about people in recovery is they know themselves. He goes, that's what I really like about recovery is mm-hmm. you, you look at yourself you really look at yourself and you think about yourself and who you are and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff yeah. and 
And that's exactly it. You, there's these people, we have done some examination and mm-hmm. uh, turned over the stones. First and, examination, yeah. 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 It's so true. <clears throat> and looked and looked at, you know, looked the ugly, All the looked ugly it in shit. the eye, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I do feel like, I and I, I don't envy people anymore who just have the easier path. You know, yeah, I guess not. I, 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 there was a time when I did, yeah. and now I'm like, you know what, you, like, do you know? Do you really, really know? And hey, good on you if you never have to know. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I, I couldn't live that way. Yeah, what's well, knowing what it's like this, on the other side? This, yeah, that was the story tonight, man. Being grateful for all that pain. Yeah, because here you are, mm-hmm. the spiritual yeah, growth. Okay, all right. Should we call it? Yeah. Yeah. Break. All right. No. Hey, thanks everybody for listening tonight. And uh, thanks for every night you listen. We appreciate it. In our four it. years. In, in our, our four years. Right. years. Second episode of our fourth year. Yeah, we're, we're in it. Four we're going to get some t-shirts. We have um, extended play tonight. That was a long one. Fourth quarter. That's what yeah. it means. Fourth quarter. Yeah. We're going to come strong. But we're going in overtime. <laughs> Just to <break laughs> But we're going in. <laughs> Wait, does that, that would mean this is our last year though. It's not. No. OT. It could be, but it's not. No. (laughs) There are no ties, so we just keep playing. (laughs) That's funny. All right. Peace out. That was some...